You're listening to DraftKings Network. On today's show, we're going to be talking about so many different things. We're going to talk about Rafa Benitez in the first segment. He's been sacked. Who's taking his place? A guy named Zizou. Do you know him? I know I do. I know there's a gentleman on the old Italian team who certainly knows who he is. We'll be talking about a lot. We'll be talking about Pep Guardiola, Mourinho, LVG. In the second segment, we'll be talking about EPL. Arsenal's at the top. Everton versus Tottenham. Leicester City. Uh, where are they going to end up? Who's having surgery on what part of their body? And then in the third segment, we're going to be talking about Jordan Morris. Uh, what is he doing? If you don't know who he is, stick around and listen. You might either love him and or hate him or be indifferent, which is perfectly fine we are the cooligans my name is alexis you're not hearing christian because he's in the bathroom taking a poop this is the cooligans hi this is Kyrie shelton from new york city fc and you're listening to the cooligans hi i'm rj allen for new york city football club and you're listening to the cooligans this is ian joy and you're listening to the cooligans well, first episode of the new year, huh? Yeah, exciting. Yeah, you guys are listening to Cooligans. Obviously, I'm Alexis. I am Christian. Yeah. Why is it obvious? Well, obvious because I have the, uh, I think, manlier voice, I want to say. Wow. Of all, <laughs> of all <laughs> words you could have chosen. <laughs> Maybe part of my head was like, <laughs> say deeper voice. And then the apartment will go, goes, say what you want to say. <laughs> go, go with your heart, you know? <laughs> you know, you posted that photo of you uh, on stage with your uh, NYCFC founding member. Uh-huh. And I just looked at that and I go, he's too fucking pretty. <laughs> you know? I said that. I said that like out loud too. D was in the room. My wife is in the room. And I was like, he's just too fucking pretty for this shit. Pretty just for like, for just uh, being an entertainer? I don't know. No, not for being just, an entertainer. No, you're just gonna, for existing. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. Just to, to be doing stuff with me. Uh, yeah, no, you're perfect. A hilarious comic. If you haven't seen Christian perform live, I suggest you do it. Or... You can buy your special, right? You can buy your special That's on your right, website. That's yeah. right, It's yeah, called so. Likeable. I'm going to change it to too, too fucking pretty. <laughs> too fucking pretty. <laughs> uh, and spell it like you would if it was a 90s rap album. The letter two, no space, fucking with F-U-K-K-I-N, and pretty. Yeah. I don't know. Put, put an eight somewhere in there if you can. <laughs> well, anyway, how was your New Year's? Um, oh, my New Year's was great. I, I just want to say, I would say you have the, the more gr- gravelly voice gravelly gravelly you have a gravelly voice you think so alexis yeah i'll take that yeah that makes me sound like uh the, the head of the a team for some reason <laughs> i feel like i'm wearing a leather glove and smoking a cigar when you say that yeah yeah it's uh i mean that's not and you know that comes with uh having a masculine voice but it is <laughs> you're like it's a feature of i'm just not going to give you the benefit of saying of saying you have a I'll yeah, just, we'll, yeah. Let the phone, we'll let the fans decide you know How's i don't want sound? my ego won't allow me to just ha- <laughs> let you have that that you just have the manlier voice the Fan, fair enough. My voice, uh, you know, it has its it has its ranges. <laughs> you know, it goes up and down. I think it. Uh, I think it. It also it, it has a very nice tone to it. So I don't want you to think that I'm I'm just diminishing your voice in any way, shape, or form. Oh, I'm thanks. Not. thanks. I just think mine sounds more uh, like someone who like you know drinks scotch and, and oh yeah, that, I, I would say so. Yeah, somebody who, who's and really yours... put put their body through a lot of <laughs> torment. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. body. Uh, we could have said I, voice. I, I hear the experience in your in your in your voice in your vocal cords. <laughs> you can hear the the countless amounts of chicken parm sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Do people ever think you smoke? So this is the end of our podcast. Uh, <laughs> Has anyone ever said that? Do you smoke? Like, do they ask you that? People ask me if I smoke. No. Yeah. Why? Do uh, I sound like I smoke? Maybe a little. Maybe. I think you know. It's funny when I smoke cigars. I get like you know how you hear yourself in a much more nasally tone than what you really are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I smoke, I hear myself the way I normally sound. Like when I listen to back to like podcasts or like shows that I've done. Okay. So 
I can only imagine how I sound to everyone else. It's like, hey, everybody, you know. No, it's it's not bad. I mean, there are some like, uh, you know, who has a a very very gravelly voice, Sherrod Small. If you ever listen to the Race Wars podcast, oh yeah, it's very hard to listen to. It really hits the bass. It's just yeah, it's like you really. I mean, he's funny. Yeah, but it's just like wow. He's when it's in your loud. headphones, it's like uh, it's not even the, not even the loudness. No, but he's mega loud. Sure, he's you know, loudest. so like it 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 hits even harder. Yeah, yeah. I love how different him and and because Kurt's like never gonna yell unless he's upset. Yeah, you know? you're the Sherrod. Sherrod you're yells, the, you're oh, the Sherrod of the show. You know, <laughs> great. So I'm here to incite. <laughs> I'm not here to give any detail. If you guys haven't listened to Race Wars, uh, don't do it because there's a billion other people doing it. So yeah. who needs you? Continue to Just, listen yeah. to us. Yeah, listen uh, to us. Tell people to listen to yeah, us. Yeah, we're soccer wars. We're totally different than Race Wars. Uh, yeah, I mean, in during some soccer games in Europe, there are Race Wars. Yeah, uh, which, is, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> which uh, we don't agree with. We do not want to happen. We want to go on record to say the, the soccer cooligans here are completely against uh, Race Wars, regardless of how uh, the strikers on Stoke City look. <laughs> <laughs> or last names they may have. Uh, anyway, how was your New Year's? Uh, my New Year's was good. I did a show, and uh, and that was. Oh, there was a show there. I know you went to our friend's place, right? You went to V Spot. I went to V Spot. No, but before that, I, I went after midnight. So I, at the Experiment Comedy Gallery, where that photo that you saw of me uh, wearing the N, uh, the NYCFC bringing uh, in the New Year as a fan. Uh, I was uh, so yeah. So there was a. a photographer that took that photo hunter very press nice. very nice photo that very good me, photographer very, made me look very very pretty yeah he's really uh pushing into uh the scene here i see a lot of his uh photos popping yeah up. yeah he's a good dude uh yeah. he um so he he he, had, so he took photos of of and if you all, want to see hunter press's photos just go to dshoots.com d-e-e shoots s-h-o-o-t-s yeah great all his all hunter photos <laughs> yeah. are there they are you great. may be confused but just trust me keep going at but dshoots.com he, he, he took photos of all the comedians out uh, outside and it you know it was really cold on new year's and yeah it, it was fun and everything my girlfriend was there yeah so the photos looked really good and uh, a couple comics uh came up to me i uh, like uh, later on uh, shows they were like hey are you engaged I'm like, no. Why, why in the world would you think I was engaged? Yeah, yeah. They're like, no. Why would you? What have you heard? <laughs> well, that's, that's exactly what I was. Yeah, like, like, who, is, who is spreading dirty, yeah. filthy rumors? <laughs> Who's putting these rumors? <laughs> Did you speak to her? Did you speak to her? Did she say that? Oh my God! Why are the walls closing in? But uh, my girlfriend was there, and he was taking photos of both of us in the street. They did look very uh, set up, like you're I, like like you hired a photographer to take photos. exactly. Yeah, and, and which it typically was, happens when you get engaged or like you're having a baby or correct, something. Correct. Yeah, like they, that. you know, he had a flash in the middle, and th- we're in the middle of the street. Uh, where he's taking these photos, right? And 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 the you know th- that that building in Williamsburg that I don't even know what building it is. It's by the Williamsburg Bridge. It's right on the water. It's really well lit. It's really yeah. uh, nice looking or yeah, whatever. It's a modern building. That was in the backdrop. So people were like, "Hey, are you engaged?" And I'm like, "God damn, Hunter! Yeah. <laughs> Come you- on, man! <laughs> <Making> me- <laughs> yeah, you're ruining Making things me- for me. Taking my damn wedding photos. Like <laughs> <laughs> trying to get married. I can picture how nervous you must have been <laughs> when someone said the word engaged. <laughs> You're looking get what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was uh yeah, it was uh it was shocking. Well, how was the show though? Good? The show was great. The show was really fun. There were like uh 40 people uh that showed up like two comics in. Uh I I don't know what they were so before midnight, but they just showed up and they were like, "Hey, we heard about the show." And the place was packed. 
That's great. It was yeah, great. cool little cool little venue yeah, out yeah. there. What is that on Wythe or Kent? it's on Broadway? Oh, it's on Broadway, Broadway and Kent, basically on the corner. Oh, okay, there you go. So yeah, if you guys get a ch- chance, check it out. It was started by two comics, and they're uh, trying to put on a bunch of uh, cool yeah. shows out there. So uh, go out and support the Common and Experiment Gallery. I'm having my first show there in a, in a little bit. I just got booked on a show there, so haven't checked out the venue, but I've seen a lot of photos. Wonderful. Yeah, have a great time. Yeah, my New Year's was a little bit uh, less uh, entertaining. People already okay. Know well, let's not talk about it then. Uh, people know I'm married already, so I don't have any of those fears. Uh, if people see photos, yeah, of me. yeah, you live your nightmare. Every yeah, day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine's perfectly fine. Yours, your walls are closing in. I hear when my hear baby. That's when my wall. If someone's like, "Hey, that nephew, is that your baby? What? Who's it? Yeah, get him out of here." Uh, um, yeah. So like, my wife was sick, so we ended up just staying. I got a chance. I got offered to perform in Times Square, and it was really good money too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Times Square they close at 3 p.m., so you have to be there literally until after midnight. Oh, that would have been crazy so they started doing shows like starting at 4 p.m so i would have done maybe five shows all night which i would not care about i love performing five shows in a night is actually a typical goal of mine Mm -hmm. here's the problem my wife is sitting there just yeah doing nothing hanging out with strangers in times i mean she'd want to be with me when the ball drops we'd be able to see it Mm mm-hmm but you're stuck in a building in Times Square. It's not a lot of fun, you know? It's not like there's food or anything, you know? It just, it would have been bad. So I said no. And plus, my wife was kind of sick anyway, so we just hung out at home. I set an alarm on my phone because we don't even have cable anymore. We got rid of the cable because we don't watch it, you know what I mean? How, how do you feel about this? Because this was the first time I did a show on New Year's, and I did feel bad about, like, basically forcing my girlfriend to go to a comedy show on New Year's. Right. I can't imagine. That doesn't seem like a pleasant experience as like the girlfriend of the performer no i will say this like take the fact that you had her there while Mm -hmm. you were performing and watching you perform and then also how you reacted to the thought of you being engaged and add those two together (laughs) and i think when you do you can start to see the signals you're sending out to this wonderful wonderful woman no but it i'm but those signals are of me like feeling bad that i'm putting this person through i actually saw photos of you end up at our buddy's place v spot which is on what fifth ave right fifth ave out there oh, no no the the, the v spot uh opened uh, on st mark's in in manhattan oh you were in manhattan yeah that? that was the manhattan i thought you stayed in brooklyn all right so you were in was uh carabano there yeah, oh, yeah he was there so he was at there's one on at, there's one on eight on st paul on st mark's there's one in park slope uh, there's one in park slope and now yeah, there's one at new york one. comedy club uh they have a cafe vegan latin food uh, trust me i've eaten it and i've enjoyed it and i'm very anti-vegan food um for no reason yeah no for the reason <laughs> that we don't need it i think we had food i don't understand why we have to throw the word vegan in front of it um he tricked me into eating one of the empanadas and it was awesome and i'm like dude what is that because it doesn't taste like meat he's like it's not me and i'm like you got me this is one of your empanadas isn't it um and, and then you just got into the fetal position and just, yeah. How, how, yeah why did you do that to me I, then you know what i did is i called my friend and i said i'm out of the group because i ate vegan <laughs> i returned my patches i did everything i was supposed to do uh but long story short i mean great great food i just assumed you were there because your girl's vegan right she is so i was like oh look at that he's doing something for her and now hearing what's happened it's the exact opposite no 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 so <laughs> I was it, like, look at that well, oh, it, we got he like sacrificed his new years for her <laughs> well that was the, that was the you bi- watch me perform well that was the bind i felt like i was in as a comedian i'm like well i i need to do shows and it was like a paid gig and all yeah. that stuff so i want to do the show and and you know it, and it's difficult to turn down spots especially paid ones yeah uh so 
I felt like there was a, that compromise. Like we got to, I got to do the show, and then we got to hang out at a, and the party was great spot, at a vegan yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. So that's a little for you, a little for a little me. For you, and we're all, <laughs> and we're both miserable. You got your, you got your taste. <laughs> anyway, there's so much has happened since the new year, especially in soccer. Yeah, uh, probably the biggest news is something I've, I, you know, a lot of people said they didn't see coming. How could you not? Uh, you know, no one was happy. Rafa Benitez sacked as the manager uh, slash coach of. Uh, Real Madrid gone. Yeah, it, yeah. It, this is you know I don't follow La Liga as closely as uh, right. and, you know uh, MLS or Premier League. So to me, this seems very strange, given that uh, Real Madrid is not. They don't seem to be playing poorly. They're not in first, but is is it seems like the standard is you either first or second, or you're not going to keep your job. Well, it's also like it's first, second, and win big against Barca, you know? Yeah, and they lost huge. Yeah, and that's, I mean, as silly as it sounds, because if they had beaten Barca by, let's say, 7-2, and they were in fourth place, he'd still lose his job. They would just feel a little better about him. You know what I mean? So is it really just, is it mostly ego? I don't know that it's ego. With the top clubs? It's not ego. Like the way La Liga is set up is they make so much of the revenue. Like it's percentage based on who you are. So Real Madrid and Barcelona make so much more of the TV rights revenue yeah. than anyone else does. Like they just have more. Part of it is because they have their own, but part of it is just like they're much bigger clubs. So th- in order to keep all of that money coming in, in order for them to continue to sign big, big name players, now that I got, you know, FIFA for Christmas, I've been playing, you know, a little bit as uh, Arsenal sometimes. And when you do, the reason that it annoys me is because you end up playing Barca or Real Madrid almost every yeah. time. Uh, and when you play against Real Madrid, you really see how there's like, there's a na- there's a big name at every position. Like, you know, there's no relaxing whatsoever. You know, I mean, as much as Barcelona is similar, when it's not at the first, you know, at the front three, you're a little better off. You know what I mean? Because you got, you know, Neymar and you got your Messi and you got your Suarez. Like, you know, behind them, Iniesta is a bit of a problem. PK, sure. But I mean, you've got, you know, you've got some a chance to try to cover some ground. Against Real Madrid, it's just big names across the board. That's a lot of money. That's big wages. Their reserve benches are all big names. These are all players that would start everywhere else. In order to keep that going, you have to be top of the league. It's kind of boring. Like it's 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 kind of boring being like a fan of Bayern Munich because everything seems to work out right for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is what makes it exciting to be a Real Madrid fan is that shit's always hitting the fan, no <laughs> yeah. matter what you do. Like even if you're winning, even if they were top of the league, they're still like you know Mourinho would go watch one of the matches. Oh my god, or, is or he maybe, coming back? Or maybe you would, wouldn't receive a fax and get kicked out of a tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be a great plot twist. Yeah, or maybe season. yeah, or maybe you don't receive a fax and you don't get to buy De Gea. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the facts is not the issue anymore. I think Rafa Feminina has got the facts this time. Whoever's working at the fax machine, you really listen to the Cooligans on that one. It just seems to me like there's always something going on there. And, and there's, you know, to some degree, it's like kind of pointless to be a Real Madrid fan because you kind of know what's going to happen. And I'm saying that knowing that I'm a Yankees fan, um, although we didn't make the playoffs this year, but you know, it's, you know what's going to happen because they're never going to go down. They're never going to be relegated. They're always going to be this massive team. Mm-hmm. But this is where it adds a little bit of excitement. Like Barcelona is a bit more consistent, a bit more placid water. You know, this is white water. No matter what's happening, it's always tumultuous. Yeah, yeah, you know, so, yeah. Fiorentino Perez has been president for twelve years. This is his eleventh coach that he's hired. <laughs> what is going on? But it, it, to some degree, the, it, it does translate to 
some victories. I mean, Real Madrid has won the yeah. league a couple times. I mean, to some degree, you probably don't even really need a manager. You could put it, you know, you could put a, a, a bag of, of, of boots there and, and you'll be fine. I mean, you have yeah. no players on the field that are like on the pitch that are like, hey, we know what we're doing. It just it does seem strange given that they're, they're four points out of first. And and now you fire and your now man- you fire your manager. What, what I mean, what's, more do what you the, want? Where's the? I don't know. I don't sense the urgency yeah. yet. You know. Yeah. I and and the thing is that like you know, Rafa Benitez has been putting players out of position. He's been swapping a lot of the backs. He's been there's so much stuff that he's doing that annoys everyone. Here's the thing though: you hired him to be your manager. Stop listening to the fans. Yeah. Who cares if the players are bitching? You know. And mind you, if this was happening on my club, I'd be flipping out just as bad. But like to some degree, it's like let the guy. I I mean, you didn't. Who thought this was going to be a smart hire? He didn't succeed the first time. Anywhere else he goes, he was terrible at Chelsea. He was doing fine in Syria. Leave him in Italy. Yeah, you know, and he's going to go back. I guarantee he's going to go back to Italy. He was doing great. Well, you know, after you lose uh, for nothing to your biggest rival, so, yeah, the, probably the only important match. You would think the manager is going to be like. Let me tinker a bit because <laughs> yeah, this was, yeah. I'm like really embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's play around a little bit. For some reason, all of the newspapers around the world are taking this this game seriously. Uh, it seems like I've done something pretty bad here. Uh, <laughs> I opened up Twitter. Uh, people in other languages are talking about me badly. Like, imagine I you can't did even that. read Korean, but yeah, they're really, no. I can tell they're mad. I hit the translate button. <laughs> Not happy I did. <laughs> you have people should have some more respect. <laughs> Could you imagine if you like just messed up like a sandwich and all of a sudden people were like flipping out in other countries? Uh, they, they would uh, give this, uh, like, oh, I didn't realize my job was so important. Yeah, or like imagine you were up on stage and you just bombed one night, you know, and yeah, it happens to all of us, you more than me, probably. Okay, but probably. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, imagine your bomber, a new joke didn't hit. Everything else was fine. One new joke didn't hit, right? And all of a sudden, people on Twitter, <laughs> tippity tappity away, just talking about that one joke that didn't hit. It would kill you. Uh, yeah, it would be very, uh, it would affect my psyche quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. And I want to reiterate that I have the confidence and the overwhelming, and some people would say naivety or lack of self-doubt, self-awareness, but nonetheless, I have the confidence that who cares what people think. But I think it would be tough if I couldn't do anything, turn on the TV, read a <laughs> newspaper, <laughs> <Just> no. <laughs> Open up Twitter, Facebook, anything. Yeah. Even your friends would be like, dude, tough one, huh? Like, yeah, I get it. All right. Yeah, I get it. It's it, it's it, it's weirder given that, he, it, you know, he, he wasn't so bad. No, yeah, I mean. That's, that's like the, the but it, it seems like the standard of success is so high. Yeah. And, and I mean, we saw it at Chelsea, you know. The, the, yeah. You, you, yeah, but you, that's a different story. I mean, he, you know. If Mourinho was four points off top, even if he was four points out of the the top four, but even he'd be fine. Even winning the league the prior season was not enough to be like let's let's give him a little bit of a chance. It he, just, he did, he did. I, Come on, I, they were two. They were what two or three points outside of the relegation. Yeah. Come on, that's more than enough. That, I'm that, sorry, <laughs> the, the leash was yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain. Like you know, you had players like obviously trying to get him now it's all come out that says Fabregas and other players yeah. um we're trying to get him off the club and we're, we're really tanking on purpose you know i mean it, you got to get either you get rid of the players or you get rid of him in that situation you know what this makes me realize or, or makes me at least feel in that this is the first time i'm really focusing on every aspect uh, of soccer yeah i i'm starting to feel like Players are just a bunch of babies. Yeah, gone are the innocent days, huh, Christian? <laughs> now we're like, really getting into what it. Is, like, listen to your, you know, the, the authoritative figure telling you what to do. Stop complaining. 
complaining. There, there, there's, there's two things. I sometimes I think they're a bunch of babies. Yeah, and then also, uh, the club's manager has such a direct influence on the chemistry. Yeah, between the between you know the relationship he has with the players with the, the the relationship that the players have with amongst themselves yeah so it's the the job is so much more than i probably initially thought yeah and what do you think it was just hanging out in a hammock i mean <laughs> this is a lot of responsibility no, you know what? well this is look honestly, at how jason christ was treated and and I, you know look i've not been the warmest guy when it comes to this i'm pretty cold when it comes to this so i was like well good for him from what we heard which people did not like on twitter uh you know from what we heard and things we heard and seems like th- things that have come out afterwards he was treated pretty cold by uh you know manchester city or city football group mm-hmm. and fired and we were all like good good and a lot of people were like oh that's bad that's bad look at what i mean this is at a much higher level these are 100 year old clubs mm-hmm. these are clubs that have laid out billions more than our entire league has ever laid out yeah, yeah just to stay at the top like that's you know it's a lot of response you have a lot of you yeah, know you so have a lot of responsibility for the lack of a better term i think you know you know probably for a long time i i thought that the the what made a club great what made any team just exceptional was mostly its players so given like you know, I would I used to focus so much on like great players, Ronaldinho, and, sure. and 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 all the impressive things that they could do. Right, and I thought that meant more to a club's success than you know the strategy or that, the system, uh, the tactics. Exactly. Yeah, I think what I think what um what I found out uh when I played it a lot more was there was a player that was really good, but he was mostly fast. And you know, in at youth levels, when one person, especially in America, when one player is faster than everyone else, they're like, here's what we do. Put him out wide, toss him the ball long, he goes and chases it, we score one on one against the goalkeeper. We had a Costa Rican uh coach who was like no, 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 you guys are going to learn how to play with your feet, you know? And we're like, yeah, no, here's how we play with our feet. We send it long, <laughs> Steve goes out, kicks it in the goal, we celebrate, we get pizza party. Yeah. Come on, what are we talking about here? <laughs> we go to a Rodizio place sometimes, a <laughs> couple smoked meats come around. It's really fun, you know, don't ruin this for us by teaching us how to play the game. <laughs> uh, and and he was like, no, 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 we're going we're gonna to sit him behind the striker. So now he has to sort of figure out. And for the first few matches, we were terrible because we didn't have this one outlet. Yeah. So what I'm finding is it's not so much, it's like the season. You know, if you put rosemary on at the end versus in the beginning, it could completely change the flavor of your sauce. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is you're cooking with it. You know, it's when it's like you have the best ingredients. You have to know how to turn it out into a meal. That's what a manager does. That's what a coach does. Yeah. And I think it's it, it, American teams for some reason talking so much, especially American football and basketball. We talk so much more about tactics until you get to someone like a Pep Guardiola, which has like a specific system or Mourinho, which has a very antiquated but seems to work specific system system everyone else is like what are you gonna do you know Mm -hmm. like someone like a rafa benitez the one thing we all knew he was gonna do was mess with people's positions and he did it and it didn't work well but what did you think what's gonna happen you Mm -hmm. know this is what he's done everywhere he's been so why doesn't everyone just take pep's system I mean, I, why don't because in the NFL they, a, they mimic uh, each yeah. other. West Coast offense. West everyone, Coast, yeah, everyone knows. Oh well, yeah. Is that what I, they won the Super Bowl? 
Yeah. And we gonna do that too. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a copycat yeah, league. Yeah. So you would think that th- that would happen a bit more often, but I, I guess yeah. it doesn't really translate. I mean, you have to have the players that know how to play in that system. Yeah. You know, when you have soccer or something, you learn you learn from a youth all the way up mm-hmm. in the, in a certain kind. But you have teams like Arsenal that which kind of play a lighter version of tiki taka, and then you have other things. You know, you have teams that come out. You know, playing the way Bayern Munich uh, does, which is kind of a, a version of tiki taka, a lot of short. You know, players staying in their position and then moving the ball up for. And then you have guys, you know, the Gagan pressing or, or uh, you know, the guy who was the old uh, Red Bull Salzburg coach. Who I believe he's, I believe he's Bayer uh, or, or uh, Machen Goblacks. Um, manager now I can't remember that was, that was the worst pronunciation of yeah. that yeah well people know what I'm talking about it's the sauce uh, the Worcester sauce Worcestershire sauce anyway uh, and Gladback and Gladback I believe that's where he's at now I could be wrong I mean, he might be a bear you know he's at Bayern Leverkusen um, and he plays like you know Gegen pressing is that constant pressing with all your players whoever has the ball he plays what they call that on steroids like it's so much so like that is harder to play tiki taka because now you're forcing them to kick the ball long which they don't like to do because they have to get the ball off their feet quick because there's like 18 players coming at them i don't know where is that (laughs) is that possible but like so there's other systems that counteract those so it's like why doesn't everyone play that because there's enough systems across the board that you like you know it's like everything is cyclical like 442 is going to start coming back into 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 you know hip now it's going to become hip now so it's like yeah. constant changing i say yeah every time i go to williamsburg all the hipsters are always like 442 442 i'm like oh, God, come on guys is that the name of your band your <laughs> i would not be surprised if there's a band named 442 there was a band named yellow card right yeah that's right so yeah there will be a 442 at any point no doubt listen guys well, um, you know what before we end the segment i just want to say to a, another uh, coach that uh, is no longer with us. I mean, you know, I mean, he's alive. But, <laughs> yeah, you said um, in memoriam, <laughs> in memoriam. What is it? I don't know it. Uh, in memoriam, um, uh, Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin uh, resigned yeah. from, from the Giants. Well, he was going to get fired. He was probably going to get yeah. fired. Yeah. And uh, way to go out like a champ. Yeah, uh, he's, he's like, a tough old man. Me, I, I quit. Yeah. I'm, and I'm going to have the longest concession. <laughs> I'm going to have the longest conference speech of all time. 18 minutes. I couldn't watch the video. Listen, I'm a Giants fan. I got two Super Bowls out of it, but I've wanted him gone since the first day he got hired. Wow. Uh, I've only liked him. <laughs> I've only liked him I, for two days. I thought this was going to be a sweet little. Not at all. Going Sorry. Away. <laughs> I like the guy, but it's you know he's a predictable system. He's done wonderful things for Eli Manning. Eli Manning, obviously, yeah, you won two Super Bowls. MVPs with the guy. I've only liked Tom Coughlin on two days, and those are the two days he won the Super Bowl. Uh, and he beat the Patriots, which is always fun to watch. So look, God, good riddance. God, you know, hopefully we get someone better because if not, I'm going to hear it from every Giants fan. Like, Paul Verzi gives me shit for this all the time. I get it. I'm not an Eli guy. I kind of like, I like Eli a lot more than Coughlin. I'd rather keep Eli and lose Coughlin, which is what we did. Boom. Done. We talk about every football. We're going to talk about all sea rules football soon. Rugby uh, football. I just like to say, well, uh, Tom, we're going to miss you, man. Uh, you get, you've given us, you give me two of the best days of my life. Uh, those Super Bowls, uh, great seasons. Uh, you know, some, it's been, you know, a couple rough last few years. But, I'm going to edit this part out. You know, <laughs> you tried, you mixed up the offense. Ben McAdoo, you brought him in. It was, it's a good, uh, you left a good foundation for the future. Thanks, man. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> go Giants, I guess. Uh, go NYCFC and go Giants. Uh, we'll be right back after this break, and uh, we got a lot more show in store for you, so listen in. wants to thank the club, thank the president for giving him the opportunity to train this club. It's the best club in the world, with the best fan base in the world. Intentar hacer lo mejor posible para que este equipo 
al final de año ganarlo. And he wants to do his very best to ensure that this club, at the end of the season, will have a trophy. All right, we're talking a little EPL. We are. Uh, yeah, yeah, way to bring it in. Uh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, well, you know, whatever. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> let's just hurry up and get the segment over. Uh, well, look, I mean, you know, all right, fine. You're an Everton fan, all right? And a uh, uh, tough match, but one of the more exciting matches Great I think match. I've seen. You know what? I, 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 How hard was it? I, let's be honest. I mean, were you were you able to look at it unbiasedly and go, as a fan of soccer, this is what you want to see. As a fan of Everton, this is not what you want to see. It. You know what? I, sometimes I'm. I've been getting a little self conscious during the podcast, right? Because the last few weeks, I've been just, uh, you know, expressing my frustration and anger yeah. about Everton, and I don't want the podcast to be. Christian complaining about everything. Uh, this every is week. soccer. It's, uh, the only time you don't complain is after you've won <laughs> the league. And then you have like a two-week window where you're allowed to do that. And okay. it's right back to complaining. All right. So uh, so I'm fitting in quite nicely. Yeah, no, you're, you're as if you've been doing it all your life. But the the level of, uh, of frustration, well, let me not say, I'm not, it was a great game. I, I wasn't wonderful. I wasn't just angry the entire time. It was competitive. They, yeah. you know, and, and and I'm with you. I hate Tottenham, so I wanted to see. <laughs> I was actively rooting for Everton. Okay, cool. Even on our on our group text. That's right. Poor. What is that? Brad Hagen, I believe it is. Brad Hagen, yeah. Poor, poor guy. Yeah. Uh, he simply put hashtag C O Y S, which is come on, come on, you Spurs or Spuds, as I would mm -hmm. like to say. Um, and I went right after him. <laughs> uh, and Arsenal wasn't even playing. There was no reason for me to do it. Yeah, but you know that that that. that passion uh is always present even our, in, even in our text message groups uh <laughs> yeah. they, we do not Sounds, once again <laughs> passive aggressive <laughs> way of saying it yeah uh, but uh you know what it was a good match they, it was a, they uh, incredible they drew this you know a tale of two halves because the, oh man the first half uh Tottenham was completely dominant i mean you couldn't get out of your own half and uh and then besides half, the one goal <laughs> yeah which well, was a beautiful beautiful long ball uh and lennon know, yeah yeah aaron, aaron, lennon, aaron lennon the, the lennon, former yeah. the former tottenham spot. that's right he did not he did not celebrate which i did not appreciate i mean he kind of <laughs> enjoyed it though because he how do you hit that strike and not just go did y'all see that <laughs> i'd be like did everyone is my mom in there you know i would be everyone would want to see that if i hit that but i will say what what i love most about that is I think for me, as a as a as an unbiased fan, um, someone who watches uh, the sport, when I see Lukaku, I think to myself, he struggles with deciding: do I do it all myself or do I lay it off? Um, and what I'm what I'm starting to see, what I saw a little bit when he was paired with Kone, um, and they were both a little bit further forward. Kone in this match seemed like he was very lost. He wasn't sure what to do. Should I stay further yeah. behind and track back? I think he's still um, kind of just uh, like his mind is still lost in the hat trick he had. Yeah, he's yeah. still like he's still that match though. <laughs> still yeah, he still <laughs> loves that, that celebration. Guys, you remember when I? Yeah, yeah, that was so great, right? And they're like, get back! On <laughs> you have yeah, a defense yeah. now. Stop talking to the reporters. <laughs> Why? He's not even halftime. Um, I think one of the things about Kone is 
like when if he's able to be further forward, he's a danger for because Lukaku can strike at any moment and it's going to be on frame. So you need to if you're a defender, you need to get close to him. You need to crowd him, right? Yeah. But what that means is a second defender is probably close by. You can lay it off to someone like a Konea or Naismith, who I hear is being sold. They mentioned that during the match. Yeah, that is a possibility. Um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, he didn't. He was. He hasn't played much. Yeah. He's also been dealing with injury and stuff. Like yeah. That. But I mean, you know, look. I mean, you're not going to start him over a Delafeu, but a great player. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, you know, someone like a Lukaku drags defenders closer to him, gives everyone more space. And then you wonder yourself, is he smart enough to be able to decide um, where where to keep it or where to lay it off? And that was the perfect instance for him to lay it off. And boy, did that work out. If you notice, the defenders dragged way far away from Lennon. Yeah. No one in the world expected Lennon to strike. I was expecting, like everyone else, for Lukaku to peel off of his defender and to get somewhat of a maybe a half second shot off. And maybe have it be on frame and close to. Well, a Lukaku does not peel off anybody. He pushes them yeah, he out of is the way. A brick wall <laughs> with like he reminds me a lot of Giroud in 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 the sense that you know Giroud uh, is is big and strong and doesn't necessarily need to be fancy. You know, sure, Lukaku's but, like, I'm going to run straight. I know you're there. He's but, strong, <laughs> but, he, you know, he never wants to, like, mess up his hair. Yeah, so yeah. Like, Giro, well, I like, don't think anything <laughs> can mess up that man's hair. He is one gorgeous man. Uh, hair is always in the perfect place. Um, but what I, what I was saying is, like, Lukaku perfectly laid it off to Lennon, but that was, like, literally the only shining moment you had. Everton fans, y'all live on two modes. Pre- Delefeo being in the pitch <laughs> and post Delefeo. Because what a completely different... He's, he's our Ozil. He really is. He, he kind of he, he's he's that he's he's getting there, but he doesn't have the sort of um, point guard esque control of the game. Right. Like he's Ozil not a pitch does. captain. Yeah, right. and he also doesn't play the same position. Right. Uh, but it look. I like when he's there. I do think when defensively, I don't think he's the most reliable. No, nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. <laughs> but so, you got a guy like Leighton Baines on the on the squad that can yeah. run up and down. I mean, it, it the, sucks for everyone the, else to have to cover more ground. But Everton, their problems are, I would say, more defensive, and it's in the middle. They, yeah. you know, Gareth Barry, uh, uh, Ross Barkley, uh, uh, James McCarthy. They, they, they're, they're missing. Just uh, uh, just a, a, a force that that central defensive midfielder that can really like control the game. Because look at the last. You do week, need someone to cover that back four because your back four is like hodgepodge, man. Yeah, I mean they're not great. And Stones is good. And Stones it, is it. I mean it, Stones is the only. I would say that's the only Premier League level defender you have besides Lane Baines. Uh, all right, look, I don't want to throw this microphone at you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting the gravelly out of him. Here we go. Uh, you know, uh, Jagielka is not playing. There's issues. You yeah, know, yeah, of course. Um, but look, last week they gave up four goals against Stoke, uh, uh, and and that was the big issue. So clearly, the, there there's been improvement. They only gave up one goal. That Deli Ali goal was absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's like anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> I mean, that was like, oh, you go, you long ball and then strike? Watch yeah. what we can do. No, Delhi. and by the way, as soon as that, as soon as that goal went in, people started typing up, should he be starting for England? Like, as soon as that <laughs> yeah. goal went in. It was a good, it was a great, great, a and, great and goal. You, you tip your hat to both of those goals, whatever. I mean, Roberto Martinez and Pochettino were just like, all right, what are you going to do? Yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, that could have very easily been nil-nil, you know? Very much. Uh, so, in that instance, there's not much you could do, but they only gave up one goal, which is great. Finally, you know, Tim Tim Harbour, there's not much he could do. I think it was sort of he was responding like the, the with the Shakiri goal. He kind of yeah. didn't really expect the shot that quickly, right? And because it's Deli Ali, you know, whatever. I mean, we, he's good, but we don't expect 
right. that you know just out of nowhere. And look, Tim Howard had a good game. That's that I'm happy about that. So I didn't he scares leave. Scares me a little bit. He scare you at all as an Everton fan? Uh, you notice you notice he he sarcastically clapped back to the fans when he caught the uh, someone headed him back the ball like a high header. Okay. And you know the rules. You can't pick up a ball that's kicked to you, but you can if it's headed towards you. Yeah, that's right. Um, so it's technically not a back pass. So he caught one, and apparently last match he had some trouble with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a little skittish. Uh, so this one he caught, and the fans behind goal were like, hey, all right. And they yeah, clapped yeah. at him. And he turned around and sarcastically clapped it back to that, clapped back to them. Oh, okay. Uh, which tells me your head's not in the game. That, uh, that to me. Maybe. That mean to me, was... To, to Everton fans, it's a it's a funny back and forth. To me, I was like, I well, also, you're not starting next match. Tim Howard also has there. like he's known to have Tourette's. Yeah, his mind is he. You know, it might have been like a Tourette's thing where he's he just like responding. Yeah. He couldn't control. Yeah, I don't think you understand Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna go on record and say you don't have a strong grasp. No, Tourette's. but Tourette's is not always vocal. It's, I it get can, that it's it not vocal. Be a response, but yeah. he, you know, maybe he was just like that. That was it's like more like twitches. It's not uh, and a uh, physically. Look, I don't. First know. of all, it's not poignantly sarcastic. <laughs> if that's true, then maybe, I wish I had that. Maybe he's like he has a t- sarcastic Tourette's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you cook this dinner. You know, it's everything. Sorry, honey, it's my threat. Yeah, I swear to God. <laughs> oh, no, you definitely don't look fat in that dress. No, no, those are threats. Yeah, no, 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 you look great. Uh, I'm saying you look great. Uh, definitely the Tourette's. It's 100% the sarcastic threat. Oh, Timmy. Yeah. Oh, oh, Timmy. You, you that Tourette's. We got to get a pill for that. Here we are just shitting on Tourette's. Uh, anyway. No, sarcastic Tourette's. We, we sarcastic don't, we don't support open. Yeah, no, right, yeah. no. Sarcastic Tourette's not allowed. Uh, not in our house. Uh, you know, it, look, it told me he wasn't there. You know, if that was... Petter check. I'd be like, what are you doing? You know, okay. PD. PD. <laughs> focus on what's happening in front of you. Forget what the fans are singing and chanting. Unless it's your name, which would make me cry. Yeah. If 60,000 people also my name. Put the damn E in your name. There's another E, yeah. Peter. Yeah. Peter. Come on, Peter. <laughs> we know who you are. <laughs> also, <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> what's, this, what's this about? <laughs> yeah, just anglicize everything. <laughs> Come on. You're you're now Peter Chexworth. Okay? <laughs> so that's your name now. Take the Peter helmet che- off. Peter Checkwater. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Chestershire. <laughs> okay? Peter Chestershire. There's actually a really funny guy who turns all the soccer, all the Arsenal players. I think it's called like Gents of Arsenal, something like that. Okay. It's on Twitter. And he takes all their photos and he makes them into old. So he puts like the curly mustaches and like the paperboy hats on them. Okay. He turns them all into like original players, like from the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, right. And he changes all their names. Like uh, Mar- Marwan Shamak, who was on the team. It was like uh, Nightingale, <laughs> like Charmington. <laughs> you know, it was like he turns everything in. And then he posts like if they had a good game or if they had like an, ex- an outstanding match or mm-hmm. something. He'll post the photo. Uh, like some of them will be like Jack Wilshire, be like Sir Jack Wilshire, you know? Like he turns them all into old. Really funny. Uh, no one does that for Peter Chuck. Okay. Though. Yeah. It's a it's way a, to put this thing grinding a, to a halt, Alexis. It's a little tough to like explain somebody else's Twitter feed yeah. to you. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> I think you have the sarcastic Tourette's all of a sudden. I, that's what, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I've, I've had that for years. Yeah, I've had it for years. <laughs> uh, your girlfriend's listening right now going, uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. Everton, tough to watch. Tough, uh, fun to watch. Fun tough to watch. If you're, tough to watch if you're you. Uh, they'll, yeah, they should have. I don't know if they should have won. They should have won the, the match against Stoke. But, you know, I'm more upset about that one. But uh, a great weekend overall. Uh, Arsenal still at the top, baby. Arsenal still at the top. Sorry, Le- uh, John Hudson, Newcastle Leicester, down. Leicester City drew against Bournemouth. They had the opportunity to go 
top of the table, but uh, Riyad Mahrez uh, yeah. missing the missing the penalty. Yeah, I mean, I think it just goes to show that if you believe in a God, he's an Arsenal fan. <laughs> uh, he's taken 10 years off. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. We won two FA Cups in a row. But um, yeah, I mean, look, guys like Riyad Mahrez, guys like uh, Vardy, even though now he's, you know, he's going into surgery. Um, he's yeah. getting his uh, groin repaired because uh, Nick do make uh, <laughs> the joke I would make. Uh, uh, guy like uh, Vardy is uh, getting surgery apparently he's only going to be out he's only going to miss an fa cup match um so you know not that big of a deal but uh and i believe it's against tottenham that he's missing if i'm not completely mistaken but what you know what what's going to start happening now is the hype is starting to catch up to them uh media reports about january transfers are going to start coming out now's where we see how they can handle the real pressure because Last year, they were almost relegated from the championship, and they went on this incredible rise. Yeah. I mean, they literally were going to be in League One, you know, at mm-hmm. the end of last year. And here they are, you know, top of the league in the Premier League. They, I, I don't to, know what it is. To their credit, yeah, I, you know, the last few weeks, they haven't, they haven't shown, uh, they haven't been the same. Yeah, right? no, and players that, that are mediocre that have been playing out of their skin are starting to come back to earth a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and part of it is defenders, you know, and, and teams watching more tape and understanding how to play them. Uh, so a lot of different things have been happening. But so. to, to their credit, they should have won that match. They, they, they the, should have. I'm, as but, an Arsenal fan, glad they did. Vardy hit the post yeah. uh, on a, a, a very great opportunity. It was so close. Speaking just, of hitting the post, Tottenham hit the post, what, 38 times in the first half? <laughs> that's uh, well, that's fine. That uh, Harry Kane goal, the one where it bounces off the, the, oh, the post my, and goes how, across the face of goal. Uh, really happy to see him already celebrating a goal <laughs> and then have to stop. I'm glad the camera caught him going, what? That didn't go in? Uh, the Yeah, Vardy hit, hit, hit the post yeah. and uh, and Mares, he did that, that stutter step what taking that penalty and yeah. it I, it looked like the I I don't know the the name of the goalie for uh uh for Bournemouth but he I mean he read it perfectly yeah I uh, always I mean you know it's one of those things where like it's like it's like uh gambling and poker it's like you know what the highest odds are based on what they've done in the past mm-hmm. and it's like simple things like oh if you see him touch his nose that means he's going this way or sure. if he stares at one place one direction last it's like a, a a pitcher calling his pitches yeah yeah there's always something about the way it because def- it's it's not the thing you practice the most mm-hmm. you know you I'm sure you practice but the ball's right in front there's been some talk of going back to more of a shootout style remember the old mls or the yeah, nasl yeah. shootouts like you there's kick been, the ball you know you you, you move forward you, move forward you bring the ball bit, forward yeah. yeah as opposed to kicking right off the spot there's been talk about doing that for penalties that's the one cool thing about about football about soccer is that they they will change the rules they're not so beholden to what not, first of all there's only 17 rules so it's not i mean the unlike, offside rules. unlike baseball where they're yeah. stuck on they can't like yeah the idea of moving like the pitcher's mound forward would kill people be like oh, what, what's that gonna mean yeah for satchel page oh yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. the records yeah. are more important than anything well even the the rule about running into the catcher how difficult was it just to change that rule where yeah. the where catchers were literally breaking <laughs> yeah. bones these guys are coming out in traction in full traction <laughs> and like, arm is up you know that bar holding up your arm yeah you guys like could you please change the rule and there's like an old guy holding a newspaper with pencil marks going no, no, we can't. No, we can't. Because <laughs> B- Bay yeah. Ruth's corpse yeah. is going to wake up. Carl Fisk is going <laughs> to punch you right in your face. And I hope so. Yeah. yeah. it's So it's good that there's there's a little a bit more fluidity within, uh, yeah, it within seems the like, game. Yeah. It seems like uh, soccer's uh, completely willing to change. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, Americans invented the three substitutes. It used to be. 
It was like Oregon you, Trail. You, you, you started you with your leg until yeah. you die, and if you went down, <laughs> pneumonia. You've given, you've given up, and you've 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 lost for your team. You're like, but I broke my leg, and you're complaining about it, and you're not getting up, and that's what's important. That's kind of how the game was back then. That's you know, crazy. you started with your eleven. You better pick guys with good bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick some guys with good. Like, oh, I have dysentery. Like you better. You're playing goalie now. Yeah, give them some water or beer, whatever we have available. If you have dysentery, you're now the manager. <laughs> I'm going in. Uh, yeah, so like substitutes is something Americans invented. I know Brits don't want to hear that, uh, including this was the accent you gave us. They also get upset about that. But anyway. Uh, uh, final thing, final game I wanted to cover, uh, uh, Manchester United uh, 2-1 to Swansea. And everyone saw a unicorn during the match. That was a miracle. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah. a goal at Old Trafford. Yeah. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to wake you uh, United fans up. I hope you guys didn't get woken up by the sound of Rooney <laughs> celebrating a goal. Oh, Rooney really scored. Well, how beautiful. Of all, of all, I mean, to, to get out of a drought, that's the that's the prettiest way to do it. I don't know. I, we haven't talked about this. I don't know if you heard this number. Of all the teams in England, right? I believe it's 90, 95 or 92 teams in total. Okay. Of all of those, United had the word, had, was considered the most boring because they scored the least at home. Wow. Of all of them. Well, you know what? It, 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 that says a lot because they don't score much, but they scored less than like. Imagine all I'm saying is imagine, all the teams Jamie Vardy played for back in the day. <laughs> imagine if, imagine where they would be if somebody read that fax at Real Madrid. De Gea yeah. is the reason they are even at. They're, they're, they're like what? They're the, fifth, fourth, yeah. whatever. He is. Solely yeah. the only reason why they're still he's made just miraculous saves. Yeah, he is standing on season. his head all season long. So yeah, because they, they're not doing it on the other end. No. <laughs> Nothing's happening on the other side. <laughs> they're making Anthony Martial look good. And let me be honest, I think he's gonna be great. I think he's gonna be great. But he's too. nowhere near the player. I mean, he's he's looked their only option. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I remember when, you know, Oxley Chamberlain first came on and that wonderful match he played against United. He looked strong. He looked confident. He would go after defenders and we were like, this is the guy we need. This is great. You know, Anthony Martial, to me, is more, Anthony, sorry, uh, is more of that style of player where, you know, you're watching him and you're like, wow, he's, yeah, he's got a lot of confidence. He's willing to go after players. He's willing to, you know, stick his nose where it doesn't belong, so to speak, which sounds weird. Uh, but, you know, he doesn't have... All of the all of the experience just yet. That's not the guy you lean on. You know, you yeah. need someone like a Rooney. And it's and it's wild for someone who is nineteen years old to be as confident as he already is. Oh man, that header! It's like he's wearing sunglasses on the pitch. That, Come on, buddy. You know that that goal. Uh, you know against Wanty. You know he's it's just a, he's he he wanted after he celebrated because obviously nobody scoring so yeah. <laughs> he's like it, it's a it's a weight off everybody's shoulders yeah uh, but the fact that he just he it was a great header and he and he struck it down uh, which is uh, clinical uh, yeah so you're supposed to do and and it's 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 just strange that the person that we're relying on is 19 at Manchester yeah, United. I, yeah, that's, that's not the person you want. <laughs> we just, you would hope this. That's what happens in League One or the championship. That's not what happens yeah. at, at United, at Old Trafford, you mm -hmm. know, and, and the fact that we're, the fact that we both freaked out that a, that a goal was scored at Old Trafford means <laughs> they're not having that great of a year, which leads to, you know, Louis Van Hall being a little passive aggressive. Oh, man. It's, I, I love He's it. He's like, well, maybe I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Okay, I don't know. Every every press conference is just the last few weeks has been like, 
I well I don't like you you need to ask <laughs> yeah. Sir Alex. Yeah. I don't I don't even know if I'm going to be You talk to him. <laughs> you seem to have a great relationship <laughs> with him. I think he's got super sarcastic uh, Tourette. Uh, LBG is like a real housewife all <laughs> yeah, of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go tell your father <laughs> That den is done. He's standing next to you. You tell him because I'm not talking I'm not to him. Talking. He knows why. <laughs> he knows why. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah. I mean, and it's Mourinho is the reason they're talking because apparently he said he's already frustrated at the negotiations. And, you know, it's not even supposed There's still a manager there's there. There's still a manager. Who is, You're not supposed to be talking about Who this. is very much feeling that, that shade of Mourinho yeah, right. on him. Yeah. <laughs> the real the real house managers of, of uh, United. He's already getting shade thrown. Them. This is love and hip hop. Yeah, love and football. I mean, obviously, for anybody in any like having any job and and being in that position, where like, hey, you mess up one more time, yeah, you're out you're, of here, you're gone. So yeah. you know, he just had a bad yearly review. He, when, knows, <laughs> he knows things are tough coming up. When when Swansea uh, tied the match. How yeah. he must have felt like. Come on, this is my job, <laughs> yeah, guys. You yeah. want me to? You want me to lose yeah, my job? Wouldn't it be great if he just like loosened his tie and he just sat down <laughs> and started started eating a hot dog or something? He was like, "Come on, <laughs> we know which way the boat's going. It's going straight down, baby." He's like, "It's like the Titanic. Enjoy it on the way down." And then and then Rudy with the, I mean, miracle. I mean, yeah. not, not miracle. And let's be honest, was... that back heel. He's had better back heels that almost didn't go in. Yeah, he he hit it incorrectly. Luckily, it bounced in. It was. But the real United moment would it be if he back killed and it and it got stopped or if it didn't go. You know, like, I was like, turn around and kick it. Just turn around and kick it as hard as you can. What are you doing to me? It, it was great. I mean, you, watching it, you have to watch it. You can only really see it in slow motion. Yeah. Because you, you really can't see what happened. But when you see it at game speed, that was insane that he, that he even had the wherewithal to take that kind of shot. It was coming so fast. Yeah. It's like uh, his momentum was leaning forward. Yeah. So he had a move his other foot back. I mean, he put his he put his body in position in the only way, the only way he could have struggled without, you know, falling to the ground and hitting him with his hand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was yeah. it. That was it. Like, that was the only way he could have struck that ball and it went in. And when it went in, his eyes lit up. The like, happiest man. Yeah, like, probably his first goal ever, which unfortunately was against Arsenal, and I recall it back when he played for Everton. But, uh, like, his eyes were the same, just as big. I saw that. I watched the Rooney documentary. Oh, that's right. And I saw... You th- saw it. I saw you that You certainly goal. didn't hear it. Right? <laughs> you had a tough time with that Scouser accent. Uh, huh? That was... It was a very interesting documentary. Definitely Is made... it on Netflix? Uh, I saw it on uh, NBCSN. They had it oh, okay. uh, on there. I just DVR'd it. But it was... Uh, it really made me connect with Rain Rooney, like, and how important he was to England, and and also s- s- sort of um, uh, taught me, you know, because there is a lot of it's very divisive in England because you support your club, and that is that for life, and yeah. you hate the rival or whatever. Yeah, you don't like anyone else. You don't. Like, but when the only thing that really unites them is the England national team, <laughs> their hatred of their own national team. <laughs> Basically, they really, they do not have a lot to root for. Disappointment, <laughs> yeah. but at least they can share that disappointment yeah. together. I mean, uh, United States men's national team hasn't won anything besides like gold cups and Concacaf cups. Uh-huh. But we really haven't won anything, and we have this overwhelming confidence and love of our national team, England's national team. There is every I was 
because I told you I went to the Uruguay versus England, and I was at an England bar wearing a Uruguay jersey, celebrating uh-huh. for Uruguay. Wasn't very safe. I got a lot of elbows. <laughs> um, but the, the feeling is as soon as a team scores against them, like, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, <laughs> that's exactly what's supposed to happen. And it's like this, you can never be happy for what's happening yeah. if you're an England fan. But, but it, it did show that uh, Rooney... That's where they unite. Yeah, you, yeah. With, with Rooney, they really, that's like, he is, hope he is England's Lions. boy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they really do love him. And that's, uh, you know, as much as other other uh, fans, of the supporters of other clubs might hate Manchester United. And they hate Rooney when he wears the red and the Red Devils shirt. Love him when he wears the three lines. Exactly. Yeah. And that, so that was cool to see. And yeah, he's like a, he's, you know, he's a dude. He's a dude. Yeah, dude. he's a bro. Yeah. I couldn't understand a word he said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very difficult uh, sort of, you know, I, is it English? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was he speaking in tongues? Possibly. <laughs> but I, I was watching with my girlfriend and there were moments, I mean, where, you know, like any documentary, you put the camera in front of the person, they talk right into it. You're like, is there a closed caption on this thing? <laughs> they, they really desperately. <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah. It was, you didn't understand. What's it called in a movie when there's the words at the bottom? Subtitles. I always, subtitles. I always forget that. I know subscript for some reason is what comes to mind. Sure. I know that's wrong. But you're like, you hope there's subtitles. And it's funny that sometimes like that, that Honey Boo Boo show had subtitles. <laughs> that's right. And people and they can do it for Honey Boo Boo. I've met people in Europe or in Australia that have gotten that show and they're like, oh, they added subtitles for us. I'm like, no, 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 no. They added subtitles for us too. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they're saying. You know, same thing for like, you know, when, when people from Newcastle speak. That's not the same. You're yeah. not. This can't. The both of what we're doing cannot be rooted in the same language. It can't be. You know. And then people think we're saying things incorrectly. We pronounce our consonants and vowels. Yeah, you can. So you can hear what you can hear us. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. not these mangled letters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't talk with marbles in our mouth. And you know, if Scottish is even easier to understand than oh, some than some Liverpool, uh, you know, accents. Very tough. Um, so they can say whatever they want and get away with it. So look, yeah. guys, a um, lot of stuff. A lot of fun stuff happening there a lot of fun stuff happening in the mls as well uh so stick around for our third segment we'll be right back after this we'll talk a little bit about some really big european name major 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 name and he's a lion that's the only hint i'll give you Mm. Uh, he may be moving to quite possibly the most boring place on earth (laughs) uh we'll talk about it when we get back sound good cleverly lukaku lemon coming in smash and grab here for Everton a long ball up to Lukaku certainly helped and Lennon then did the trick that's exactly what I've been talking about a bit of well, aggression really from Leighton Bain starts everything off it's not a long ball, it's a long pass Cleverly is clearly looking to play this to Lukaku who's big and strong, appreciates where Lennon is I'll tell you what, it's hardly had a touch Aaron Lennon and I'll tell you what, when you do have a touch make it effective and on the half volley this is a sweet, sweet finish Welcome back, guys. Uh, <laughs> why is that? That's not funny. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> is this Fireside a, Chats with Christian Polanco. Uh, this is uh, The Cooligans on NPR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, you know. No put, one yell. Put, uh, <laughs> put a little marshmallow in your cocoa. Uh, <laughs> Let's get ready to talk some MLS. Man, you're a custom built for that. <laughs> you know, everyone who thinks MLS is boring, you're matching that with your tone. <laughs> and it's not because some really exciting things are about to happen. Well, uh, there is a, a strong 
rumor. Right. I don't even know if it's right. a rumor at this point. I it, mean, it's it's open negotiations. They, they are reports, yes. Yeah, I mean, even the, the owner of the club is is teasing it on, on Twitter, which we shared on our uh, Columbus Correct. Uh, Cooligans Twitter. <laughs> so, <laughs> you give it away, Alexis. Uh, sorry. Uh, so uh, there is news uh, that... Uh, uh, Radamel Falcao yes. is uh, possibly El it, Leon. Uh, coming to Columbus Crew of the Major League Soccer. Yeah, so uh, if you trace back uh, his playing career, we'll start with Athlet- Atletico Madrid. So mm-hmm. he was at Madrid. From Madrid, he went to Monaco. Monaco, right? Big mm-hmm. famous gambling. No one pays taxes. Also, the, the Colombian international, very Colombian uh, international, very sure. Proud, you know, uh, but I think if man. we're talking about major cities, mm-hmm. we're going Madrid. We're going Monaco. Yep. Been playing at Chelsea, right? So he's been loaned out to London. Correct. Major city in the world. So you went Madrid, Monaco, London, and now you're thinking about going to Columbus, Ohio. Man, was uh, he must be running low on uh, frequent flyer miles? <laughs> yeah, he's I like, don't know. what's the only place you can send me to? <laughs> And what's there? A college? <laughs> All right. Oh, let's give it a go. Two colleges? Okay. I'll yeah. Go. <laughs> I mean, look, if you're Kai Kamara, anything's better than Sierra Leone. Okay. <laughs> you know, especially what he went through as a child. Yes, yes. So Columbus, Ohio. Hey, look, if you're Federico Higuain, he says he loves it. Mm-hmm. You can keep your door open, right? The news media, and you don't have the barra bravas that are bringing machetes to your front door <laughs> if you don't play well, right? <laughs> so he loves it. He loves it. Yeah. If you're Radamel Falcao. What is going through your mind when you land <laughs> at what I would assume is Columbus, Ohio International Airport? I don't know the name of the airport. I don't know the name of it. It's airport, probably yeah. named after Bob, and, and everyone knows Bob. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, it is, it's, not a, it's not a no city, right? But it's, yeah. I mean, on, on the scale of, of 1 to 10, it's Columbus, Ohio. See, well, th- this is how I feel about... Uh, Smallest market in the uh, major league, small market, but a successful team. Obviously, very uh, successful team. I, I made it to the MLS Cup. Final. An exciting team to watch. And very, it would be a great part of it as well. It, I don't want people to think I'm crabbing on the team. Just the city. <laughs> there is a. I think it's important uh, that there that the big stars are not solely in the big market. Yeah. So. Yeah, obviously, some players have to go to the middle of the country. Some players yeah. have to play in Vancouver and and, and yeah. Colorado and yeah. stuff like that. You're saying like some babies aren't here; to, <laughs> they don't they don't can't live. All right, <laughs> if you're allergic to peanuts, you're going to die. That's kind of how you. Sound. No, I'm not. You know, this I, is your punishment. You're going. Obviously, some we, people have to go to Ohio. We know where the big markets are. Yeah, we all know. You know, like even uh, uh, Kevin Durant. You know, plays for Oklahoma City. Right, not the A biggest tiny market, market, but one of the one of the better teams in in the nba yeah so, and he found a way to market himself so it's not impossible it's, i just think it's funny when you lay out the the cities he's been to in the last few years yes that he may end up and and look you alexis know, I, I don't want i don't want to make it seem like i don't think it's funny it yeah. is it is very funny yeah <laughs> but we have but you're to, defending it and i respect I, you for I, it because we need the counterpoint on yeah, this podcast you know I, which it, you often are the instead of an apology <laughs> Why don't we just have Christian speak? Uh, so I respect the fact that you're here and doing that. But uh, he's not the only one. Uh, there's uh, some major news, uh, something that I've been waiting for for a few years at this point. And look, I didn't know who he was until, uh, you know, Jurgen Klinsmann put him on the, on the men's national team because I don't follow college soccer. I'm sorry. Um, I care about it around uh, the Super Draft. But Jordan Morris, who's played really well for the men's national team, not great, not perfect, yeah, but really well. He scored a couple goals. Yeah, he scored some goals. He's obviously got a nose for the goal. Look, uh, he, why has he been in college and been on the men's national team still? 
Okay, uh, he chose to go back to Stanford one more year. As far as I'm concerned, if I'm the men's national team coach, I'm saying you obviously don't have the passion for this. I'm I'm beating him up for this, verbally and and mentally, because you don't choose to go back to college. You go become a pro. There's no one else in the college that has the bag with the men's national team badge on it. Okay, mm-hmm. unless they stole it from someone else or were giving it as a gift. You're the only one walking around with a national team bag at college. Go be a pro. Okay, so if you told me a year ago that Seattle Sounders are one of their homegrown talents, if you told me you're going to sign a homegrown deal a year ago, I'm all for it. Now you spend another year in college, you continue to play for the men's national team, and now you're going to go sign for the MLS, and I love the MLS, you know that. But if your talent is at this level and you have overtures from Europe, you go to Europe. Not saying that you could always come back to MLS. MLS is going to give you the biggest homegrown contract you can have. If you told me you're going to go to a team where you're not going to get a chance to start and it's going to limit your minutes, fine. But you know what's going to happen at Seattle? You're not starting over Clint Dempsey. You're not starting over Obafemi Martins. You're going to sit on the bench and make a lot of money. Money that if you're Seattle, you could put somewhere else. And I know homegrown players don't affect the cap as much, but you could put that money into something else. Go sign yourself another DP, okay? Let this let this, let this this guy become a man in Europe and if he can't hack it or if he decides he wants to come back home you still have the rights to him and you could sign him then if you're the if you're a fan of the united states men's national team even if you love the seattle sounders you have to agree with me because this is the only thing that makes sense you do not turn down a chance to go to Europe. And it's not like he's going to play, you know, for, uh, you know, a team in Iceland. He's not going to go play for a team, you know, a, a second division team in Belgium. Okay. He's going to Werder Bremen. Right now is the one they're talking about. He's actually going to go do a training stint. Some people were saying the deal was done already with Seattle. Now all of a sudden he's doing training stint. I get it. But that's where you go. Werder Bremen, big team. Aaron Johansson is there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Big team. You're going to get a seasoning that you're not going to get anywhere else. You're going to be a superstar when you walk into Seattle. You're going to be a big name. You're going to be a draw. You're going to have sunglasses on. You know, people are going to want your autograph. I don't know why sunglasses are a big deal in this podcast (laughs) for me today. I think it's because Cristiano Ronaldo wore during that heat game while (laughs) hugging two models. Take their glasses off, baby. Uh, But, you know, you're a big deal. Over there, you're nobody, and you've got to bust your ass and get to the point where you can start. If you're Jurgen Klinsmann, and this is everything you've preached since you've been here, you tell that young man, go work hard. And go become a player that can refine himself because he looks like he has the skill to be a top, top talent. And if you're afraid of what I'm saying, look at what's happened to Josie Altidore since he's been at Toronto FC. He's allowed himself to become the man there in his head when he hasn't been playing well, and he hasn't been playing well for the men's national team. All right, but when he was at Ozzy Akmar, which was a team that I probably wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't have been excited about him going. He was scoring, what, 31 goals in a season? He looked amazing when he put on the men's national team shirt. Now, all of a sudden, he's back at Toronto, and life's a little easier for him because he's a men's national team player, and he's, his, his head's a little bigger on those ads than everyone else's. Right now, all of a sudden, he's limited. Look at someone like, and I'm sorry that I'm going on this rant, but look at someone like a Jordan Morris. Go be a man. Go work. And I'm not saying you're not a man if you're in the MLS, but you'll be the man. Over there, you have to bust your ass to get in that first 11. Go bust your ass. Go prove that you didn't spend a year in college taking dancing classes or some other garbage just so you could spend time with your friends. Go. Go work hard. Well, Prove you deserve to be on this men's national team. I will never knock anybody for taking dancing classes. If I that's mean, why. I, you know, <laughs> I'm glad you found something to attach yourself to <laughs> in that rant of that's mine. A, that is why I'm going to uh, defend uh, his, his, <laughs> his <laughs> right to dance. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll say this. I First, I don't... It's difficult to knock anybody for going to college. 
And I get University of Phoenix. You can do whatever you want. I mean, you're a pro. This is the part that's that's stopping all of our development of our players. Is at 18 years old, we pull them out and we put them in the collegiate game. And I'm sorry if you guys are fans of the collegiate game. You could still watch the collegiate game. You could. You're just going to get a lower level of player because the top players should still be in the academies doing what FC Dallas is doing and practicing against the pros. That's what they should be doing, and they should be starting earlier. And that's what the MLS is for: is to get these young kids in there starting to play against the pros and learning the game at a faster speed and playing against men who are playing for their mortgages. Not not against these other college kids playing 10 games a season. I know they have a spring league as well. Fine. You're just not getting anywhere near the touches that eight-year-olds are getting, you know, playing for Ajax, all right? You're yeah. not getting those touches. And this is why we haven't developed a superstar player yet. And I know we're close. We got Letterman, who was at Barcelona, who unfortunately had to come back to the U.S. because Barcelona, apparently very shady behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, you have other players like the guy Pulisic. You've got some other amazing players that Pulisic is just all of a sudden he's starting to train with the first team again. This is amazing. You're at Borussia Dortmund. That's a big club. We can all yeah, agree yeah. that's a great club. That's where we need to have our players at. All right. We shouldn't be we shouldn't be talking about, oh, we should sign them as DPs and let them be superstars. Go get go bust your ass somewhere and prove that you deserve to be there. You're not wrong. Thank you. You're not wrong. Can we end the podcast there? <laughs> is that possible? I, I, I get where you're coming from. You know what? It, it is a the 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 American philosophy over uh, how we handle our athletes is you know the co- the college game is very you know look what whether somebody will say it's important or not is not really relevant. Right. It makes people a lot of money, so they make it important, yeah. right? So look, he went back to Louisville. He won a championship. Yeah. Uh, you know, for his his school, there is Stanford for uh Stanford Stanford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I get the outside of the outside of the the, re, the soccer reasons. I could understand somebody sure. going back. To I would school. never tell someone get out of college. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You're wasting your time. Books. Yeah, get, S- get that damn book. I <laughs> slap his book <laughs> out of the hand. <laughs> what are you doing on the iPad? You better be playing games. You better not have to see you reading. You better be playing FIFA. Yeah, <laughs> get your ass to a factory in Europe. <laughs> so, like on, on that emotion, like on a to, to sensitive, being sensitive to his. Uh, 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 interest in growing as a as a man, growing as a right. as as a educated person. Yeah, I can't necessarily be mad at that. No, but you're you're very right. You know, it, it we've sort of we've seen the model that works. Yes, and it, it's not coddling exactly, and that's what we're doing. Why are you? I mean, if you're Jurgen Klinsmann, you're the one who found him. You're the one who put him in the first eleven. You're the one who put him on the men's net senior national team. Zell Alem, which is uh, you know an academy player for Arsenal, an American playing for Arsenal. Okay, mm-hmm. big club. Whether you love him or hate him, you know more. You know where I stand. We can all agree, really big club. Okay, yeah, yeah. he's on their academy. He looks great in their preseason. What's he doing? He's playing for the U twenty and the U twenty threes. Okay, he's not starting. What is what is uh, what is Jordan Morris doing? He's starting. He's that good. Then you should not be playing club football for a college. You should not be on Stanford. You did before you got. As soon as you get to the men's national team, there's teams that are lining up. There's clubs all over the world that were lining up for a player like this. You go, and if you know what happens, if you're bad at it, you can always come home. 
You can come back to Seattle. And you know what? You may be better off at Seattle than Werder Bremen, but you'll never know. You'll always have that question. Look at someone like Eric Ronaldo and all these players that had all these questions about Europe. And I know when Ronaldo played out there, and there's other players, um, you know, Landon Donovan, until he went to Everton, kind of had that, that bug on his shoulder. Everyone, whenever they brought up Landon Donovan, they said, yeah, but what about Europe? And then when he went to Everton, he looked great at Everton. And I think, he, as far as I'm concerned, he probably should have stayed out there. But he felt more comfortable being home. Fine. You can always come back to Seattle. Go. Go. It's like give yourself some perspective and experience you're not going to get. Why do you need to be the big man? Why you got to be big I, man on campus? I'll say this. I, I, I think it's – there's some – you can commend him a little bit. I'm not you because you will not. Uh, no. But I would commend him a little bit for – Taking that risk, that I think the, the this doesn't happen often. What risk? That the homegrown star, what risk? that home being the homegrown, being the man here and having your career here and being marketable, that doesn't really happen for you know male soccer stars and that that choose to not go to Europe. He, you know what? Most likely he'll probably go to Europe, like at some point. I, I'm not sure. What do you mean at some point? Well, then why not do it earlier? I agree. By I, the way, you know what risk? You didn't tell me what risk, but I'll tell you what risk. It's the risk of the entire national team. You're risking every yes. American outlaw, every person who's ever put on a Stars and Stripes shirt and went to one of these matches. That's who you're risking it for by staying at home and giving yourself a safe space. I want to be in a bubble. I'm Jordan Morris. I, I don't see it Get that way. Get your ass to Europe and Bus. Imagine he becomes a superstar player in Europe. Imagine we have, you know, someone at the level of a of a Falcao a few years ago, or a, a, you know, someone like who's tearing up the scene right now, like a like a like a Var. Imagine we get that on a men's national team. What will happen to our men's national team? The, the whole picture changes. Everything changes. But he wants to stay home and not challenge himself. You want to stay in college? You can finish college after you retire. And most soccer players retire in their mid-30s. You're close to your mid-30s. I'm getting there as well. Right, next year, I'm going to be 35. If you ask me to go back to college now, I probably wouldn't want to. But it's not that big of a change as when I was 20. It's not like out of this room. I got how, how do you read these books? I'm not 75. You can go do that. You can go back. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. Complete it in the off-season. All right, go to university. Go to one of these online colleges. Again, University of Phoenix. Sponsor okay. the podcast because I brought you up six times already. Uh, you wore really? sunglass hut. One of you guys should really be lining up. Uh, what have you? What are you doing staying in college? And if you're Jurgen Klinsman, you tell him you're disappointed. And you know what? If he used that to be able to grind in him the fact that he has to go to Europe. And I'm not saying Europe is is going to be just better than MLS across the board. I think in a few years that's going to change and we're going to want these players to come to the MLS. But right now he needs to challenge himself at a higher level I, I, and that's your I, and that's it. The, the, what what I think is beneficial to him staying is the growth of not not his own growth because obviously we know he can get way more experience in Europe. But Imagine the growth of the league. Is the that what you think? I think I think if we have our own star, our own LeBron, let's say LeBron stayed, he got drafted by Cleveland, he became the the, the representative of Cleveland. He is Cleveland. If we right. can have a player like that on, you know, represent our national team, but be American, stay here, never left, and be and be a star. Yeah, obviously he won't get the same exact experience, and and that would affect the men's national team without a doubt. But I also don't think Jordan Morris is going to be what makes or breaks the men's national team. So I'm not as I think he has the chance to be that because he's up front, and that's where we've always had a problem building superstars up front. But look, I will say this: the issue with the men's national team here. Look at Landon Donovan. Landon Donovan is great to us. You bring him up to a Brit or to anyone else, unless they're a fan of Everton, they laugh. 
They're like, oh, yeah, he was great in the MLS. And look, I watched the MLS when he was great in the MLS. It wasn't that great of a league, okay? He was tearing up not that great of a league. I mean, and it wasn't like one of these things where now it seems like every club has like a strong footing and it's a very tough league where there's no breaks, all right? There's mm-hmm. no weeks off here. It, it was very different in the, uh, in, the early, in the early and mid-90s. Very different, very different. It was very tough to watch sometimes. Sure. Uh, he did himself no favors by being the best in MLS. And I'm sorry, I know here's what the MLS should be doing right now is creating stars that go to Europe. Like we should be creating, we should be a football factory as far as academies, creating these big name stars that we could sell for big money and that come back and play on our national team. And where our excitement will come is when we start to get so big and we build so many of these types of players that, that they decide not to move elsewhere because our league is that good. And that's how it will change. But right now, if Jordan Morris stayed in the MLS, became a, a, an amazing player in the MLS, everyone's going to say, yeah, but he, wh- why didn't he try it in Europe? He couldn't do it in Europe. He couldn't do it against the likes of Real Madrid. He couldn't do it against the likes of Barca. He couldn't do it against Dortmund. He couldn't do it against Bayern. He couldn't do it against Arsenal. He couldn't do it. So he stayed and he played in the MLS. I love the MLS. You know I love the MLS. I'm a season ticket holder of the MLS. Big supporter of the MLS. We, all sh- we should all know where it stands right now. And while I believe it will change later, right now it is not the place you go. When you are the big men on campus and you're coming off of a, of a major college championship and you're a national team player while in college, one of the first in the last, in the last decade, when you're that, you go somewhere big. You, you take that chance and put yourself in the Champions League. Score a bunch of goals in the Champions League and hoist that cup. And you know what you could do? You could walk into Seattle and make as much money as you possibly want. You'll be the biggest DP signing in history. But right now... To sit there and be a homegrown player. Now, here's the thing. Let's say he goes to Werder Bremen. Werder Bremen decides they don't want to sign him off that training. I got no problem with you going to Seattle. You know, I'm not telling you to go sign for a League 2 team in England and work your way up. I'm not saying that. Yeah, you know what? After hearing this, what I hear is I hear some like... uh, you know, Reaganomics, do you know? <laughs> I hear trickle-down economics, meaning uh, uh, what it sounds like is go to Europe, b- go to that best league, and you obviously you can come back and be and, and then everybody will benefit from, your, from the experience you gained. Of course. I'm, you know, taking the more uh, liberal yeah. uh, Obamacare approach. Right. I, I hate the fact that you're painting me as a Reagan right now. But, uh, you know, I'm saying... Well, I have, I have fans he, and friends on both is, sides of the argument here. Uh, I a, do he, not consider myself a Reagan. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, you know, you, you, you do food analogies, I do yeah. political ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, Can we go back to talking about chicken parms? Uh, so, um, you know, my uh, idea is, oh, this, we have this great player and he is he is staying in the low in the quote-unquote lower league uh to and and maybe the benefit won't be as uh, uh immediate yeah uh and yes there, there will be naysayers uh you know the, the reagans of the world uh but i think there's no right i don't i don't think there's a right thing to do i i think there's two choices he can make but I think for the for the growth of the league, I want the MLS to be uh, uh, you know a strong league, and him staying means that. Okay, and you know what? I think you're not wrong either. Mm-hmm. I think you're right if that were to happen. But I think the what would that would entail is a lot of things changing. We don't have a comparable to the Champions League, and what I'm no, saying, no, I, I'm not. I'm not making the claim that he he'll be a better player if he stays. Yeah, no, I don't think you are. But the thing that I want to say is right now he's playing FIFA on pro. I'm saying put yeah. that bad boy on legendary and let's see what you really got. I you you are right. 
Yeah, right. that's it. I think we're both right. I think we both have points. Uh, but I was louder, so I win. Yeah, that's just it. As soon as I works, Mr. Trump, you got it. <laughs> Again, not a fan of the way you're painting me here. Uh, might I add, I disagree with everything you've said so far, except what you say about Jordan Morris. So, guys, look, a lot of stuff happening in the MLS. It's going to be an exciting season. Um, looks like uh, NYCFC's first match is going to be against uh, the Chicago Fire in Chicago. Yeah. We're trying to see if we can get our asses out there. Oh, we want to be there, uh, yeah. Some really exciting stuff coming from us in the next few uh, weeks. Um, if you're a fan of us, uh, hopefully uh, you really enjoy some of the stuff we got planned for you. Check out our website. We've got a bunch of new stuff coming on. We're going to post some awesome videos of uh, some exciting goals and stuff. Uh, check out SoccerCooligans.com. If you have not, SoccerCooligans.com if you haven't. And that's a quick way to get to our Twitter, our Facebook, our listen to our podcast, which you're doing right now. Tell your friends to subscribe on iTunes, like it on iTunes, because that's going to help us move up the ranks and other people are going get, to get a chance to hear it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got some exciting stuff. And obviously, I'm Alexis. Guerreros. I'm Christian Polanco. Yeah, I, you have a show uh, every Wednesday at Knockin' Boots over in Park Slope. Park Slope, yeah. And I've two, got a uh, Two Boots Pizza. Yeah, and I've got Park one Slope. every Sunday. I'm hosting a show for the guys over at Standing Room. It's an absolutely free show, no drink minimums, beautiful little tiny club, really intimate space. It only really seats about 40 people, so get in there. Uh, you could get those tickets at thestandingroom.com. Um, so go ahead and just uh, put your name in there and get yourself a bunch of free tickets, guys. Uh, hopefully you enjoy that. Hopefully you enjoy the podcast. I'm Alexis Guerreros. I'm Christian Polanco. Also, don't forget, uh, we're still giving away that NYCFC oh, versus Puerto guys. Rico shirt. Uh, go to SoccerCooligans.com. It's on the front page. Put yourself on the mailing list, and you will be entered into the raffle uh, to win the shirt. And yeah. there's, the, uh, you know, we have a, we're a growing fan base, but there's not many people who have uh, put their names in. So you have a very good chance of winning. Yeah, there's a, there's a great chance of winning. Just put your email in that bad boy. And uh, we're going to be sending that email out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing. If you don't want to try to win the shirt, but you want to buy one, you just want to go ahead and buy one. They're not going to be expensive. They're going to be $25. Uh, NYCFC will be selling those directly. We will not be selling it. We do not make any money. Uh, you do not buy them from us. How you attain that information is by putting your name in that email list we will send out an email and connect you to the people over at nycfc who are selling it and they're using an nycfc email so you know it's legit um a a bit of a problem they couldn't sell it on their website some of the the marketing rules but nonetheless we want to make sure that uh our fans who are listening get a chance to see that and get that shirt so even if you don't want to win it hey you're going to get a chance to win it but if you put your email in even if you don't win you still get a chance to buy it and no one else is going to have it it's a real collector's item it's kind of cool we have one and we're giving it away to you yeah thank you so much for listening we are the cooligans